Hey, this Coco be wearing you alive and in color with Woofy D. Sometimes love like a slow dance. You can tiptoe around, but don't make a sound. You can make a little silent romance. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome one more time to the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Today we welcome the WWE Hall of Famer, the Birdman, Coco Beware. Coco, how are you doing today, sir? Man, I am doing great. Man, I'm telling you, I thank God for sparing my life. Man, I'm telling you, I tell everybody this, man, you know, everywhere I go, it's so good to be able to walk on the ground instead of the ground walking on you, <laughs> you know, yes, sir. Yeah. you know, it was just, it's just a blessing in the sky just to, just to be here. Yes, sir. Well, Coco, Hey, this is Wolfie, man. Uh, I want to, Hey man, how you doing, brother? <laughs> Great. Um, it's good to hear from you, man. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, so I wanted to start this out by, you know, saying when, when, when you and I first met was, 1993, you know, me and Jamie started in the USWA. Yeah. One of my first memories of you was they had me work you. I was a heel and I was green as grass. And I'm working you in a singles match. Uh oh. And we, I remember, <laughs> you taught me a lesson real quick. We lock up, and, and, and Jimmy Coco, he says, he gives me a shot and he tells me to get on the people. So to, to take a powder and get on the people. So he gives me a shot. And back then, my my best thing, you know, was shut up. <laughs> that was yeah, right. right. Yeah, right. Shut up. <laughs> so yeah, I take the I take the powder and I look at somebody and I say shut up. And I get back in the ring. We lock back up and he said. I said, get on the people. And he starts just <laughs> potatoing the shit out of me. And, and I roll out again. So then I'm like, okay, I guess he wants me to stay out here. So then after that, it made sense because I kept talking, kept talking, kept talking. And he comes up behind me, gets on the floor, comes up behind me, spins me around, boom, 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 boom. So and if I would have done that the first time, I could have saved myself a couple of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it wasn't that bad. Come on, now. No, I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't dare do nothing like that. <laughs> and, and then, and then, what was very cool, Coco, was uh, you came to me and Jamie and said, "Hey, my my son's birthday is coming up, and he he really likes you guys." And you remember that you had us come to your house. Yeah, and everything for your son's birthday party, and I thought that was really cool. Oh man, y'all came in there right, man. My son talks. In fact, you know what? He still talk about that today, and he's telling his kids about the about the uh, you guys, man. You know, came to the came to the house. Uh, yeah, man. Well, you had your I think you had your hubcaps and everything. The whole oh, gimmick, yeah. man. Y'all had yeah. the whole gimmick, and, and the, yeah. you had you had the yard full of bounce houses and all that stuff. Yeah. Know? Oh yeah. 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 Oh, you had. Yeah. yeah. That's right, so, man. Let's let's go let's go back in your career. Um, you Herb, Herb Welch trained you, correct? Well, it was a toss up between Herb Welch and uh, a little bit of uh, this guy. Call uh, I don't know if you ever heard of this guy named Al Ram Al Big Big Al Ramsey. Okay, yeah, I don't yeah. believe I've ever heard that name. No, he was he was one of the jobbers back in the day. That's when King King Jerry Lawler was was pretty hot. Him and Sam Bass, and, yeah, and stuff like that. And uh, and uh, and he and he he, he kind of put my help get my foot in the door, and then Big Plyboy Frazier. You know, uh-huh. Uncle, Uncle yeah. Elmer, he's the one that really put my uh, got me got me rolling. He told Jerry Jerry Lawler about me and said, "Man, King, you ought to take a look at this kid here, brother. He's a natural born. I mean, he's natural. Yeah, I, you know, he said he might be, might could draw you some money one day and all that. I guess that day never came, but 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, but it but it but it was good. It was good. It got me on my feet, and uh, and that's that's when I uh, I had my first match in uh, I, after after the show. In fact, I was invited to come over uh, to, to uh, over to Blava, Arkansas, mm-hmm. so Jerry could take a look at me. Mm-hmm. And and then after that, Jerry said, "Man, yes, Frazier was right. First time he's been right in a long, long time mm-hmm. about something, you know." And uh, <laughs> you know, so so Jerry said, "Do you mind coming to TV uh, tomorrow?" I said, "Man, I, I guess I'm, you know." I never been to Memphis, Tennessee in my life. Never heard, you know. I got, I had to go home and ask my father, Dad, hey, you need to take, you got to take me to Memphis. I'm booked uh, on the on Channel Five Wrestling. Uh-huh. It's, it's on Union on Union Avenue and stuff like that. So my dad said, Well, I don't know, really know where it's at either, but we'll we'll let's go. We'll, we'll find out. We'll get there. So I get there and meet Jerry, Jared, and Tojo, and all the other little guys and stuff, man, you know, and, uh, got in there. Uh, my first opponent, what man was, I couldn't believe it. They, 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 they got the biggest guy they could find because I was just like a kid, man. I mean, like just finishing high school and all that stuff. And yeah, going against Joe LaDuke. Oh, I, wow. that was my first TV match against Joe LaDuke. How'd that go? And, <laughs> Well, you know, you know how, how that go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> but uh, it uh, it went it it wasn't really bad as I thought. Uh-huh. But after I got in there, and, and my thing were back to my training. Man, take a lot of bumps. Just uh-huh. take a lot of bumps for these guys. Take for the big guys. Take a lot of bumps. I can hear my trainer telling me now. Just take a lot of big bumps for these guys. For the big guys. I, mm-hmm. And uh, so that's when I got in there with Joe LaDuke. and and uh, man, he was hot. I mean, he was hot, man. Uh, they think they were selling out the Miss South Coliseum, mm-hmm. him and Lawler and stuff like at the time. And so Joe Joe LaDuke went out there, man. He slammed me. He did everything. I, I sold for him big time and big time. And, and then Joe LaDuke said, kid, I got to give you something. You, you, you may say, I got to really give you something to, to make a comeback. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, because you're taking nothing but great bumps for me. You're taking nothing but great bumps. And he said, oh, my God, I can't believe it. You 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 put me over like a million dollars, kid, mm-hmm. and I'm still in the ring selling and everything. And I, you know, I wasn't dead of selling, just kind of moving around and and everything. Then Joe said, "Kid, I want you to slam me." I said, "Oh no, 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 no." He said, "Kid, I want you to slam me, goddammit. You know, <laughs> and, and and he said, and I said, "Joe, I don't want to slam you." I said, "It don't look right." He said. Is I don't care. I got to give you something. So Joe J- Joe set me up, and and I went for the slam, and he boy he went up there and like he was a piece of cake. He helped me, and I turned him over, and then the crowd went crazy, man. And this and was boy, on TV, or is this just just no? This was his own TV. Okay, okay. That's what that's that's what was so uh, you know so so good about it. It was right. on TV, and then. But Lawler's already told Joe, uh, man, don't go off your feet, Joe. Don't do this. Don't do that. And all that stuff. You know, we got, we're got building you for Monday night. Yeah. And and so Joe didn't listen. So after 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 the match was over, Joe came back. And Lawler said, Joe, what are you doing? I mean, you're in the main event. Charlie, you, you, you went out there and took bump. You took a bump for... for for this Coco uh, Coco Ware, he just he just he just a jobber right now, yeah. You know, and so Joe, I I was right there, man. Joe said, you know what, Jerry, if everybody sells like it that he did for me, I would be hot as a pistol. Mm-hmm. He said I will be, I'll be making a whole lot. Of, I can draw money. I said this kid put me over, and I had to give him something, Jerry. So Jerry just throwed his hands up and said, "Oh well, you know, <laughs> I 
see. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, you know. So, but but uh, ever since then, man, you know what? Jerry Jerry just but was just swallowing. Now he hits the tobacco in his mouth, and he doesn't swallow the tobacco. <laughs> Why you are hot dog? Oh my God, we love you. The man, you know, just you know how they give you the old story, you know, when they really want you, you know, right? But that's that's what happened, man. I I really just took off in in Memphis. I stayed in Memphis for five years before I even uh, went any in any other territory. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of experience, but then I got a chance to work with uh, Lawler. I mean, he he Lawler started have, have training me stuff like that, you know. But I, mm-hmm. but we was making money doing it, you know. And then I got a chance with Bill Dundee and and some more guys and that came in. That and was, your and your partners. I mean, you had Norvell Austin. You had Bobby. well, I had I had Bobby Eaton first, and then Norvell yeah. Austin, and then you know, and so. Course, you know, it, machine, right? Yeah, I think the dream. I don't know. Uh, dream you, machine. I'm, I'm, I'm not for sure. Dreams, or, or you feuded with him, or something like that. Well, I think we. No, I think we was one of the first family. Yeah. Okay. We, we, we was all part of the first family. Okay. And that, that, that's when I was sweet brown sugar then. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you know I, what I always liked? I was I really loved the Stagger Lee gimmicks. For some reason, I, when I was a kid, I loved. Yeah, them. yeah. I'm telling you, man. I I need to bring Stagger Lee back out. You know, just <laughs> just, just make an appearance with him. Stuff. So I I still have the some yeah. of the hoods. I still have some of the hoods. Not. No, I don't have that many at all. But you know, just a just a nice suit and a, and a and a nice hood. I mean, Stagley play the music. I mean, the people still here in Memphis would love that. Yeah, exactly. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one of a kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, folks, to get your official Live It In Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. Going back to the partners, is it the, who, who do you think your best partner, or just your favorite partner was? Who was the best one to work with? Well, you know, Wolfie, I'm telling you, uh, man, I will be really straight, honest with you, man. Uh, all the tag team partners that, that I was with, they all was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about from Bobby Eaton to Norvell, even with me and Stan Lane was, was, was partners. And, mm. you know, it just... It just it's just been great, man. And then me and Orrin Hart, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, high energy. I mean, high I mean, energy. Yes, yes, you know, and, and uh, you know, just saying I I just had some great uh some great guys with me, you know, that partners that you know, I because I never did I never was the one to go out, you know, at the bars and stuff that much or whatever. If I did I, they had to have food around or whatever. But I didn't ever did get off sloppy and then go over and, and start stuff with my with my partner or anything or you know. Yeah. But we we just never did reach that ground. Bobby Bobby and I, Bobby Eaton and I, we rode up and down the uh, Interstate Forty uh, many many times, man. I mean, had popped those cans, man, before we got to the matches and <laughs> popped yeah. them after we after the matches was over and and uh, so. I mean, it, it was a great time, man. Novell and I, we had, we was cra- he was crazy about motorcycles. In fact, I bought me a motorcycle just to be with him. <laughs> I mean, we would ride the motorcycles to the shows and stuff like that. So what do you like better? Do you like tag team or do you like singles better? 
Well, you know what? It it don't really matter to me. It just I just love the business. You know, I just I really I really love the business big time. And now, you know, I just I'm just done got too uh, too old to perform. Yeah. Uh, I I just don't want to. I don't. I don't. I mean, I probably can still get in the ring and do something, but I don't want to get in the ring and do anything. Because yeah. I don't want to get, I don't want to end up getting hurt. What I'm saying, yeah. stepping in the ring, sometimes you can end up twisting an ankle or a shoulder. You you know how it is. I mean, you know, believe me. Yeah, I've and been, uh, I've been plagued with injury the past year. I had a heart attack. I've had a surgery. Uh, I need another surgery. Uh, yeah, so I'm done in the ring myself. But oh, oh yeah, lasted longer than I did. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, I was just, just, I'm just thank God, man. It just. Uh, I'm signing autographs and stuff like that, and yeah. and that's all I'm gonna do. I just I just got back in from Cincinnati, signing an autograph for a nice club up there and stuff. You know, you know, just hey, I, I mean, I'm picking up the last little gravy that I can, and right. uh, and that, and that's it. You know, but I still love the business, though. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I can't. I look sometimes. I look at WWE. Sometimes I look at Cody Rhodes' name and stuff like that. You know, but I look at wrestling. I I just look at my that my sport. I said this is my sport that I loved as a kid. I wanted to be that uh, professional wrestler. That's what I wanted. I wanted to be. And I told my mother, "This is." I said, "Mother, I don't want to play. I don't want to play uh, Union City. I don't want to play Union City football. I want to. I want to be this 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 big wrestler." around to go around the world and then I want to be able to save my money and build me a home and everything and, and where I don't have to do anything the rest of my life. I had my whole life mapped out, planned out right. And did it, did it fail? Yes, it did. It, it failed big time. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because the money is not fair in the in the wrestling business no. because you might be on the same card with the main event guys, but you don't get the main event money. Yeah. Yeah, you said we we did ninety three thousand people in 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 Pontiac, Michigan, nineteen eighty seven. You know, here it is. They they, uh, they gave me ten thousand dollars for the first match. Gave Butch Reed ten thousand dollars for the first match. So then, the main, by the time the main event, Hulk and Andre, they end up probably giving giving them a a million dollars a piece. Right, right. And you know, but, but you know, said but you. You can you can say I guess they say well what can you make to ten thousand dollars in in uh, five or six minutes mm-hmm. well you know but that's that's not the point though you know yeah. that was that was a one time thing I should have made actually you know what I really should have made uh, I'm I'm just gonna say what I should have made was at least thirty grand from the first match thirty grand yeah yeah I you know. You, man. I feel you. Uh, me and Jimmy kind of pitched the questions, questions back and forth. Jimmy, what do you got for Coco? Oh, well, first of oh, all, Jimmy, Coco, get off that uh, couch, man. Come on. Get off the couch. <laughs> you're, you're, get off that couch yes, now. Come on. Wake up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I'm going to ask you one of my favorite questions. As a child, I had your action figure, the LJN, but I also had that Pile Driver album. How much fun was that to do? I mean, it was legendary. That was real fun, man. That was, that was a lot of fun. We had that. We shot that video out there in uh, San Francisco on top of a yeah. big old tall building, and it was cold as heck, man. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, seven. I think it was like seven o'clock in the morning. We out there. I'm singing Pile Driver and all that stuff, <laughs> man, you know. And, and this, this yeah. was and then it took the videos and none was like three minutes long. But right, but we was we was there all day long. Yeah, you know that. You know, that's a, you, you 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 sang that? Did you you didn't write that? Did you? No, I didn't write that. That was another. Uh, I can't think of his name now. What uh, a good uh, guy that worked for the WWE. Jim uh, I think so. Because I tell you, you know they they screwed me. I don't know how much you got for Power Driver. Probably a lot. But you know, I wrote the, when me and Jamie did the Nation Domination thing. I wrote that rap. I wrote every word to it. We performed it, all that stuff live every night. They had, and then when they let us go and they put the, you know, they put the music CDs out, they took our voices out of it to keep from having to give us royalties for it. And they never wow. paid for writing it. <laughs> and then, here's okay. the kicker. Here's the kicker. 
uh, in about 2008, so see, that was 1996, 2008, I realized, I found out that there was a version, the overseas version, still had our voices in it. Now, see, in 97, there wasn't no internet and stuff, and I, I think they thought we'd never find out that our voices were in that version. Probably but so, probably so. The, yep. the U.S. release did not have our voices, but the overseas uh, version did, so... I feel like you did that on purpose. <laughs> well, you know, at the time, if you could have had a good lawyer or something like that, you know, yeah. but but about time Vince got through to your lawyer, yeah. he would have been saying, your lawyer says, Whoopi, why are, you, why are you suing them? Yeah. You know, why are you suing them? You know, you don't have a case because Vince being going to pay them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It's hard to beat yeah. Vince in court. No, you're not going to beat him in, in court. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that Jerry uh, McDevitt guy is tough. <laughs> so here, here's a question I had. Just things that I had heard, um, and, and, and one just questioned, okay, so Frankie, the bird, two-part question. A, was that the same bird the whole time? And then B, I've always heard that, you know, people would rib the bird and stuff. Can you speak on both of those things? Well, no, actually, nobody really just uh, reeled my bird. And Frankie, Frankie was the only, he, he was, uh, I had another, it was another parrot that I had. It was, um, it was uh, like a blue, blue and red, or scarlet, they call. Mm-hmm. He was, he was blue and red, just real pretty colors. Mm-hmm. But Frankie was bl- just blue and gold. And, uh, and that's what I, that's what I, Present this picture with uh, Vince McMahon when I had to, when I had to meet him to to go to be a, accept accept me in the, in the WWE mm-hmm. and yeah. so now this was my whole gimmick. This here was my whole gimmick. It wasn't Vince McMahon. It wasn't nobody. Oh, it, was it, your idea? It was my whole idea of being oh, the bird, Birdman Coco B word. Oh yeah, yeah. The, that's awesome. This is my whole idea. And Vince, is, he, he was shocked. He said, I was all, see, in Louisiana, working under the Bill Watts with the junkie, with JYD was down there and stuff like that. I was the bird man then, but, but I just had bird, I just had the birds on my, on my tights. Uh, I had a lady that made my tights for me and she sold the, Sold some birds on my tights and stuff like that, and 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 I I didn't have a parrot then, but when I got got up there and I had a meeting with Vince, well, all that changed, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so you know, it, so the bird is a, played a big big uh, thing for me, man. He 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 was just a big part, yeah. and the bird and bird he was the, the kids love him and the see, and I knew there was something Wolfie that I had to do. Because I, you know, I wasn't the tallest guy in the world, mm-hmm. and, and me going going up there, and it's home of the giants. You know, when I went up there, there was home of the giants, Big John Stud, and and, uh, and Andre the Giant, and all those guys, Hulk Hogan. Everybody was, I mean, golly, I I was showing up like a, a little bit of midget comparison to them, <laughs> right. you know, walking around there, you know, yeah. and uh, and uh, I had to have something that. I could relate to, or the kids could relate to me, mm-hmm. where I could reach out for the kids. I said, my give whole gimmick to reach out to the kids. Oh, mama, look, look at the little bird, man. Oh, he's got his bird with him. Oh, what a pretty thing. Oh, my God, what nice. That's so nice and stuff like Well, see, that's what I'm saying. That's what I had that bird for, to, to go out there and um, – not take the bird and, and let him crap all over somebody or whatever, or, or bite somebody and, yeah. and stuff. Like, you know, but just, you know, it was just it was just a gimmick. Where uh, and and one time I'm telling you, my first my first uh, appearance it was in uh, Madison Square Garden, and man, and and this is the first time I I brought the bird out mm-hmm. and. So Vince McMahon said, Coco, I want you to go out there and, man, and turn her house down. And don't you know, man, I'm so excited. Here I am in Madison Square Garden. And I, the music started playing, and I go out there, man, and I 
Wolfie, I throw both of my hands up in the air, and Frankie flew off my finger. <laughs> and you know what? And I kept, I, I kept doing the bird dance. I kept dancing all the way to the ring, and then, and then the, the, the fans was going, Coco, Coco, where's your bird? Your bird just flew off your finger. You know, and Frankie was done. Frankie done flew over over the over over on the first row, man. It was some, it was some, it was it was one of my one of the fans kind of picked the, you know Frankie was tame. He just kind of picked Frankie up and and I and uh and, and gave him back to me. I said, man, oh my god, I was so embarrassed, man. I mean, I was out there doing the Birdman thing, and then finally here it is, Frankie takes off, and I, I didn't even realize it. So I was, that's perfect because I was going to ask you. What was the craziest thing that may have ever happened? With <laughs> that's, 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 that's great. I love that. Uh, you guys traveled 300 days a year. How hard was it to travel with Frank? Well, it was. That's what. That's. Uh, I'm glad you asked me that because that was the question that Vince McMahon asked me. Said, "Now, Coco, you know you're going to be going all over the world. Uh, you're going to you, you take. You want to take this bird?" I said, "Vince." If I don't take this bird, I might as well be at home myself because I can't survive. I won't be able to make you any money, Vince. Right. And he said, right. wow, what a great answer. Oh, my <laughs> God, I can't believe it. He's, you know, and I said, uh, I said, you know, I said, but I, I have to do that. So, but it, it, it was good, though, man. I mean, you know, Frankie played a big part of, of me and stuff like that. And, and, and after a while, the. Everybody just 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 knew the kids was they was on the rail waiting when I come out. Man, they was just out there hanging out on the rail, and they doing that little that little bird. It was a little easy dance that that right. everybody could do. And I picked where yeah. I picked it up at off off for uh, Mars Day in the time. Oh yeah, uh, remember yeah. remember remember Jungle Love? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's that's where I got the the Birdman dance from. Oh we oh we oh. I love it. I yeah, love it. Mars yeah. Day was doing it. He was doing it, yeah. and and that's it. That's exactly what. That's how. I, and I want. And my thing where I wanted to. I wanted to. Uh, in fact, I w really wanted to get with Mars Day, and, and and me and Frankie and just come in and and, and do like a little little segment together. You know, that would. So I guess huge. it's safe to say that during that during that period there, your gimmick sales were pretty good, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. The gimmick sell. I mean, at the time now, we didn't, we couldn't go out there and sell pictures. I'm sure WWE right. went out there and made a fortune off of us. Yeah, they were they were giving royalties still then, though, right? Well, yeah, they. You know, the royalties was good uh, at one time, and I tell you, the most I ever made, and it's not a lie. I mean, I only made like. I uh, Wolfie, I made fifteen thousand dollars one time in a month. In the three months. In the three and a quarter years. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Fifteen thousand, and I never got. I never got over that. Hmm. And, and we get yeah, paid for the pile driver song too, right? Well, you know the. You say I did, but I, I don't even. It, you know, I'm, yeah, I got paid for it, but in my royalties and stuff like that, it it wasn't it wasn't about nothing. I mean, you know, you know now now I don't get anything. I don't get anything now. I mean, now they say we are the old school wrestler wrestlers. Mm -hmm. You know, they, he said uh, one of the guys in the office said, uh, "Coco, you know, if you make." If you don't make over fifty dollars, we're not going to send you a, a check. Right. I, so, I haven't gotten one in about two years, and I don't know if it's because I've moved and they don't have an address on me anymore. But the thing is, with me, it was only uh, DVD sales, and and then once the um, once the network started, my royalties went way down because you don't get paid off the network and the streaming shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now mine is under under forty, so they don't send them out. But I even asked the guy. I said, "Okay, tell me this. All right, you said you're not sending nothing. You're not sending nothing over fifty. Uh, uh, over if it's not fifty dollars. Okay. Right. I said, okay. If I if my royalties for the three months is forty dollars, I said, okay. And then the next royalty, 
check come around. It's another forty dollars. I said that's eighty bucks. I said, what do you do with that money? Yeah, all oh, that's that, to build up. Oh, I think it oh is. that goes that goes back into account. Does it really? I didn't know that. Yeah, that, that's what he told me. It goes back into account. I said, you know, I said, you mean that eighty dollars that's supposed to be mine, and and, and that's three quarters, and you know, I don't built up. The first quarter was forty, and the next the next three months is another forty. Okay, mm-hmm. now, okay, you can't mail me that eighty dollars, right? I said, wow. My, I said, my wife need a new wig. <laughs> you know, I can I can I buy? I said, I, I said, I want to buy my wife a new wig to wear. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of, I just kind of made a joke out of it, but yeah, yeah, that's crazy. They, they, they will get you there. They sure will. Yeah, uh, Frankie needs some. Uh, Frankie wants some new. He he got to have peanuts, man. Come on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. This is Steve Bowtie Bryant here. Back in the 90s, I was a pro wrestling photographer for the South, and I released what might have been one of the original sets of indie trading cards. I ran across some of these original sets. They were up in Randall Fanning's attic all this time. PG-13 rookie card, Ricky Morton, George Weingroff as the Sheep, Chris Champion, Reno Riggins, Billy Montana, Gary Valiant, the Scorpion, the Medic, Rick Reynolds, Jeff Daniels, Mephisto and Dante, Ben Jordan, Steve Neely, Marcus Woodrow, Clinton Charisma, Little Farmer John, if you'd like an opportunity to get these cards, contact me now. You can get them for only $49.99. Contact me at stevebowtiebryant at iCloud.com. Get your set now while supplies last. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So keep progressing here and we, you go, you know, you team with, with Owen and, and do all that. Um, but what I want to get to is you got inducted into the hall of fame, man. That's, that's got to after, be, after 20 years, <laughs> that's got to feel good though. Yeah, it feels good. I mean, it, it feels great. I know it's, I know it's the work and all that stuff. And, yeah. But the thing of it is though, I achieved that goal. You know, you know what, Wolfie, man, I'm telling you, I really thought about I, all this was, was in my childhood mind years ago at my mother's house. I would lay in bed at night and cry about being a professional wrestler and everything, being into the Hall of Fame and being on top, just being on the biggest stage of all. Mm-hmm. And everything, everything came true, man. It, it came true that I dreamed about being a professional wrestler. And I really thank God. I mean, I thank God for helping me uh, to achieve that goal and stuff like that. And you know what? I, I look at the money thing. Okay. I, I didn't, okay. I did. I didn't, didn't make the money. I mean, I, I made a good living, got my kids through college and stuff like that. You know, uh, my home, uh, I kind of, I kind of lost my home over because when the, when the, cause I had a real nice home in Germantown and, and, uh, you know, when, when they, when they, when they cut you, man, you know, your, your pay stops, right. then everything, everything else stops. Right. You know, so I lost it. I lost it home there in Germantown, real nice home and stuff like that. Right. But, but that's okay. 
But you know what? I I I feel like I, I gain everything back. I feel good. I I I, I don't worry about it. There's another life uh, uh, without wrestling and stuff like that. And, and you don't you know? But I still love the business. I I don't I don't hate the boys or anything like that. The, the women's also. I don't hate them at all. I mean, yeah. I don't hate I don't hate Vince McMahon. I don't hate I, I just don't hate any of them. Yeah. You know, regardless how they treated me, I I still don't. I don't hate them and stuff like that. You know what? That was that was my I chose to be that professional wrestler, and God made it happen for me to go all the way up to the Hall of Fame. Right. And the Hall of, the Hall of Fame is as far as you can go. I don't care how many titles you didn't have that you didn't win. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's 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 the last of it. The Hall of Fame. You might want to jump off jump off off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, there's what, nothing that's else. When I ask you that, you know, it's like you made it all the way to that. That's the that's the peak right there. When you when you have that, uh, you know, before the name the Birdman Coco Beware, it now says WWE Hall of Famer Birdman and, Coco Beware. And I just want and I want to thank WWE for for uh, for giving me that opportunity because if they if they had, if they didn't give me that opportunity like they given a lot of guys you know what I'm saying but I always I always still like to pat them on the back you know I'm not looking for another a job cuz I, I I don't want to do that you know what I'm yeah. saying but I I must I must I want to be honest about it but I want to just thank them for helping me become the birdman all over the world that people know yeah, absolutely, man. I get you know, it. Because they, you know, if it wasn't for them, I mean, they wouldn't have been no Wolfie D there. Your, your name is still is something there, Wolfie. I mean, yeah. you uh, you had a short run there, but the thing about it, you still, you was there, man. You was out yeah. there. Yeah, and that's what I, I you know, I've told Jimmy this when, when we talk on here sometimes. You know, I've wrestled for uh, every major company that there was during the time that I was in the business. Got to be on a WrestleMania, maybe not in the capacity that I wanted to be. You know, right. I was kind of Farouk's Ron Simmons uh, sidekick, me and Jamie. But we we were involved in the match with the Road Warriors. Took the double Doomsday device from my heroes on WrestleMania. Hey, I'll yeah. take that. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of that. Jamie, how is Jamie? Jamie's not all right, man. He's still Jamie. Uh, I'll see him this weekend. We're going to uh, New York and New Jersey. There's like. One, two, three, four. There's a there's some virtual signings, and there's a thing called the big event in New York uh, at LaGuardia Airport Marriott. It's like yeah, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. Okay, so we're doing that. So and uh, yeah, that's this weekend. So I'll see him this weekend for the first time in shit quite a few years. Oh well, great man. We're giving him my regards. I'll be there. You know, I mean, I don't care what anybody said, but you and Jamie. I mean. But Jamie was young back then, but Jamie was great, man. I'm telling you, you know, yeah. he, he he was he was good. People just didn't understand him, but I understood him because he was young. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he was, was young. young. I was, I'm, still, I'm like two or three years younger than him. When, when we right. came to USWA, I think I was still 18 years old. So right, you know, that, I would be the first one to tell you, man. Hey, you know, that's that's what it's all about. You know, if it weren't for us, I mean. We the one got to help lead you guys and stuff like that, you know. Right. And, right. You know, and I, that's why I say I take my hat off on both of you guys. And uh, y'all, y'all, y'all been great. Y'all been great to me. What I'm saying, yeah. you know. I appreciate that, man. Hey, yeah. we got a we got a segment on here that we like to do before we're out of time here. Uh, Jimmy, this is Jimmy's thing because he knows that <laughs> I don't really keep up with wrestling no more. The only way I really keep up is on Facebook and stuff like that. Like, I don't watch the shows and stuff. But he, Jimmy has this thing called Current Affairs. So he's going to ask you a few questions that, that have to do with current wrestling. And it's, he likes it because I, <laughs> half the time uh, I, I only partially know what he's talking about, and I just give my opinion. So he's going he's gonna to play that little game with you if that's all right. Oh, good. All right, Coco, thank you so much. DJ, hit the music. It's a current affair. It's a current affair. Love it in color. It's a current affair. Love it in color. All right, we're back with current affairs with the WWE Hall of Famer, the Birdman Coco Beware. Coco, I'm gonna take it real simple on you here. These are these are hypothetical questions instead of specific to the current here. So you 
made your name as a wrestler that had a lot of extra skills. And what I was asking here basically is, you know, these days they talk about the brass ring and all these things like that. You showed your extra talent with the pile driver song and your excellent soulful singing. How do you think guys can get ahead these days by using those type of abilities? It's not only singing, but just whatever their extra talent is. How do you think guys can use that in these times? Well, you just, you just got to be motivated and everything. Uh, you, this is something that you want to, want to do and all that. And you, you got, especially got people that want to, want, uh, to spend money on you. And if you, especially if you got a voice, first you got to have yeah. a voice to do all that, you know? And so, you know, it just, it just, that's just the way it is, man. You know, you just, you just got to have a voice and then they, they get a chance to hear you and then you just go out there and, and, uh, it's kind of like, uh, the American Idol, or whatever situation, you know, you just got to get out there and, and, and get with it. If you can, if you think you can do something, hey, do the very best of it. Yeah. Show it, right? Show it. <laughs> show All it. Right. That's it. Yeah, that's an excellent answer. Thank you for that. So my next one is also you were known to have the bird and Frankie the bird. So could animals work today, especially with PETA and, and companies like that, that really are very hard on, you know, certain situations with animals being involved? Can a wrestler using an animal today, can they still do that? Would it still work? Sure, it will. I mean, it's all about that character. I mean, you know, right. it's about that character of of the guy and stuff like that. If he come out there, if, if Jake the Snake can come out there with a snake and Coco Beware and come out there with a bird and the Bulldogs can come out there with a Bulldog, you know, either, you know so, I mean, somebody can come out there with, uh, I don't know, a monkey <laughs> or <laughs> just, just, just whatever, whatever he thinks that is going to get him over and the people that's going to love him. Because I've seen, I seen a lot of these little monkeys, you know, that they be sitting on these guys' shoulders and, and they taking money from the, uh, from the people and, and kind of doing this little thing, but his little dance and all that stuff. So, I mean, whatever, whatever floats your boat, man, make it happen, brother. You, if that's what you, if that's what you're into, make it happen. I love hey, it. I love you know, it. I, I think, I think kind of more what he was getting at in that question, Jimmy, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but more of like how everything is so everybody's got these feelings and politically correct and all this kind of stuff. Would the, would like the, the animal rights people, would they, would they be up in arms about it? Do you think? Well, but okay. Let me, let me answer that. Let me answer that. Uh, Wolfie. Yo, now see Now I had to be real careful when I was taking Frankie out because Mm -hmm. Frankie could, I could only do so much because there, there are people out there watching the bird lovers and stuff. I couldn't abuse them at all. I, I couldn't just uh, go out there and mistreat Frankie and, right. and, and, and stuff like that. And, and, uh, in fact, I, I, the, my first bird, I, I, I carried him out in, in, in Baltimore, Maryland. He had like a chain around his leg. And everybody, and some people thought that was cruel. So, you know what? I got rid of the chain. I'm not, and I, I throw that chain away and I, I have no idea. It was in the bottom of, uh, somewhere, some lake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. you know, I was, we talked about this before, like the gimmick that that we had up there. You got Ron Simmons, you got all these other, you know, black guys, and then you got me and Jamie, two white boys, out there throwing the black power sign. There's no way in hell that you could do that today. Ain't no way. People would lose their <laughs> fucking minds. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's changed. But it just it just depends on how you all do it what I'm saying. I mean, that's the right. thing I believe if y'all do it the right way, it can work. We got some of the, a lot of the country singers and stuff like that. that wants to sing like, uh, look at Charlie pride. I mean, he sounds oh. just like a white man. <laughs> yeah. He was one yeah, of the so angels. Ever, good you know? morning. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Sing it. Love it. Well, Coco, that <laughs> kind of leads me into my third current affair. I think Wolfie's a bit psychic. So being with that, so many African-American champions today, you know, they've been world champions with Big E, Bobby Lashley. How do you see all that? Well, my opinion on that, you know what? That was just a political stunt that they business did. They, they didn't put them in that spot to draw any money. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. If we go back and we go back and look at Hulk Hogan when he had the belt, Hulk Hogan was on top. I mean, he was drawing. He he was in the money slot. He was a main event. Right. These guys right. here just it's just enough just to keep the people quiet and say, oh, we they're doing something for uh, black people and stuff like that. You know, the, so they keep black population down. You know, keep them going to uh, what's the guy named Ern Shoster Shyster. Yeah, what's his name? Are oh, you talking about uh, Al Sharpton? That, that's it. I guess that's him. And stuff like <laughs> okay. they will, they, you know, what I'm saying that's why the WWE they're so smart about that. They say, well, well, if we don't, if we don't do anything like that, then they they gonna they gonna put them on us, and, and we don't want that drummer, you know. But right. for for Bobby and all those guys making money, they're not doing nothing uh, with those guys. Right, it's true. See, they're right. not they're not pushing the black guys like they they going out there pushing uh, who they want to push, Roman. you know. Right, like Roman well, Reigns. Different, they, they, right? You know, you know, and and Bobby, uh, uh, what's his name? The big, the big guy. I can't even remember his name. Lastly, yeah, Lastly, man, he yeah. he he's great. His body, he's got a great body and all this stuff. But what I'm saying though, but hey. It's only four they're gonna do with it. They're not gonna do it like they're gonna like they treat uh, Roman Reigns. Right, yeah. right. They they made a big superstar out of Roman Reigns. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's the other guy named that? See it. What's the other guy named? Uh, I don't know their name, but he was they was Roman Reigns. Uh, uh, it was all tag team once one time. Oh, oh you're no. talking about Seth Rollins. Shield. Seth Rollins. Yeah, Seth Rollins. You see that. Yeah. I'm mean, they just they just have shoved him down the people's throats so many, yeah. many, many times. I know. True. You're right. Then you're taking the new day, they're a great talent. But you know what? Now here it is. It's uh okay, it's now it is uh it's the black man time to come out. And and some of them don't call it that. I'm just being nice about it. Yeah. But but the dancing bears is coming out now called the new day. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, think about it. I mean, they, they're not. I mean, they got their part. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the new day. They got talent, but they got them in that talent. To, to and that's all. It look like that's all the way they can. They can uh, be on be with WWE to go out there and dance and and do all that old stuff. You know, right. make the people laugh and all that stuff. Yeah, I right. got you. Right. That's what you know, talking about but no, none of the blacks are are in the in a position to draw money. I'm talking about coming out being Sears and drawing money, the main event. Right, right. You know, but they all all of them is making they making the clown out of them, and I don't, I, I really don't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't like that at all. But but hey, you know, they they're making a little money. Whatever, maybe they see it, maybe they don't see it, maybe they don't care or whatever, yeah. you know. And they all are great workers, man. Right. That uh, what's the other, what's the guy uh, what's his name? He's COVID. one of the COVID. Yeah. Oh man, he's awesome, man. He, you know, he he's great. Yeah, he's a good worker. I mean, he's a hell of a worker. But what are they doing yeah. with him? Nothing. Not a thing. You know, he's they're wrestlers, man. They are wrestlers, but they turn into uh, like a disco, disco Inferno or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> disco Inferno. You know, I mean, here it is. I mean, they take their talent away. I want to see them. I want to see them in, in in the pay per views where they making making good money. They in the, they in the, they are in the the paying slot. I'm not really. Saying anything uh, wrong, I'm just saying how they lead them. Yeah, right. They right. got they, they got a great they got a great opportunity to to be world champions and all that stuff. But where they current these guys are taking these guys is it's not it's not that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and everybody's sitting back there in the back laughing, laughing about it, and then you know, like, oh, all right, okay, you know, mm-hmm. but. But but Lester go out there, man. I mean, he's he's incredible. He looks incredible. He's he he, he looks great. But he should be out there. If, now I'm I'm gonna say this, and then we're gonna go move on. <laughs> if the business the, if the business was a shoot, now who's gonna face Bobby? Yeah, I mean, out, out on the street, out on the street. Now who's really gonna face Bobby out on the street? Uh, I got you. I mean, he's he's a tough looking dude. Brock. 
you know, maybe Brock Lesnar. I mean, maybe, you know. Uh, you know what? That's going to be a heck of a contest. I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah. That will be a yeah. heck of a contest. And that's the level you know. he should be, you know. But And that's the level he should be on is in there drawing. I'm talking about drawing money instead of just being like a little yo-yos on the card, taking them here and taking them there, taking them here, taking them there and stuff. That was my spot. You know, right. I was a little bird man and I was, I was like a little yo-yo. I was up and down the call. Yeah. You always did a, did a hell of a job though, man. And I know we're, we're running out of time here. Um, and I want to thank you once again for coming on here. And most of all, I want to thank you for, you know, we talked about it earlier about how, you know, I, I was so lucky, man. The, the guys these days aren't as lucky as, as the, the people that broke in when I did like me and Jamie, you know, uh, you know, I, I come in, I get to work with guys like you Danny Davis, Lawler. I mean, six nights a week, I get to work with people that knew what the fuck they were doing. Right. It was on the job training. You know, I'd been on the independent circuit since I was, you know, 16, you know, 15, 16. Uh, Gypsy Joe trained me, but he didn't train me for that long before they threw me in the ring. And even on the indies, though, I got to work with George Weingross. I got to work with uh, Pez Watley. Uh, I mean, I was so lucky. And, man, the guys these days, they just don't. It's it's the blind leading the blind, you know. Well, right now, Wolfie, they they don't have time. They don't have time to to, uh, work with you now because everything's gone Hollywood. Yeah, true. But even independence, man, even independence, there's not a lot of – it's it's green guys working with green guys, and they think they're having these great matches because they can do all these flips and flops, and, and but none of it makes any fucking sense. Great, well, they just they just they just they they just a cop and copy of WWE. Yeah, yeah. You know whatever they WWE does, well they think well they they they'll copy. They gonna they gonna they gonna do the same thing at their shows. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's, I mean, it's okay, but I'm just saying, man, you know what? The greatest talent came through Memphis, Tennessee, you know, and, yeah. and, and we, we, we had a lot of guys came, came through Memphis in our day, back yeah. in our day time. And, and I really appreciate you, Wolfie, for giving me the call, uh, man, you know, uh, you and uh, your partner was, was, was great, man. I mean, y'all, you know, Y'all was Jeff the Bill and uh, Bill Dundee. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, want to say something to Bill. I were I really want to thank Bill Dundee for he helped me out a whole lot in the wrestling business. But you and Jamie was off the, off the chain, man. You know, and I just want to yeah, just 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 I don't get a chance to see you guys, and I, and man, I just wanted to thank you all so much, and and I was just glad to do this uh, podcast with you, and I just hope. Uh, you guys can go out there and really just get get all the guys you can yeah. on your podcast. On your podcast. Yeah, man. Thank we've you, we've had Thank some you. good guests, man, and you've been you've been great, man. We really appreciate it. You got anything uh, coming up that you want to plug? You got where people could get your merchandise, anything like that? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I, I'm just going to be the Birdman is back out signing autographs, is going all over the world and stuff like that, and. You know, and just watch out for the COVID is out there and stuff like that. You know, wear your mask, or if you know, and because uh, you have to wear your mask on the plane and all that stuff. But other than that, but you know, I just I just feel good, man. And I and I, and I, I just want to thank the whole wrestling world. If I said anything to anybody to offend them, hey, charge it to my head, not my heart. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank go, you, go. Well, thank you so much for being on here. And everybody, thank you once again for listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. This has been a great time with the Birdman, and we will see you next week. But you know what, Wolfie? You know something? What's that? Well, sometimes love feels just right. It feels so good. It feels just like a power driver. A power driver. Woo! Frank, hey, thank you buddy. so much. Great talking to you. Sometimes love <laughs> like a slow thing. See you, you can just tell the rest. I gotta <laughs> go down, man. Y'all ain't back. And now a word from our sponsor. 
gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this team does it all. And all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right, it's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah! Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at GeneJacksonPod.com. This is your rock star ring announcer, Aaron Camaro. I'm a man who believes the two greatest art forms ever created are professional wrestling and heavy rock music. So when I'm not hosting the best parties that also happen to be live professional wrestling shows, I'm hosting the Decibel Geek Podcast. Decibel Geek is a weekly podcast that features discussions of all things rock. We're talking the Beatles, the Stones, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, Black Sabbath, Kiss, Ozzy, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Alice in Chains, Pantera, and everything in between. Plus, we'll turn you on to new bands from today that have the same spirit and style that the legends do. Decibel Geek is hosted by myself along with Rockin' Pod founder Chris Sinzak and each week you'll get interviews with famous musicians and industry insiders along with informative, entertaining, humorous and insightful discussions and most importantly a passion for the music. So if you love to rock out as much as I do then this is your invitation to the greatest rock and roll party in all of podcasting. It's Decibel Geek, and it's available right now on all major podcast platforms. Oh, yeah. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat for you, don't. He got a cat for you, don't. I got a cat for you, don't. He got a cat for you, don't. He got a cat for you, don't. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating.
truth, still lobbing in color. Rum rush your mother, utilize a hubcap. I'm like any other. Back in the day, I was NOD, and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Tired of suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping. Wrestling's first white boy coming out hip hop. Been doing it like this since '92. Played low for a while, and you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Bad skills, no faking. There is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one for later. Not here to play games, so you better be real. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. All the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You set a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped. When I finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up. Driving it home, it's Ruby D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.